Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, this is In Wheel Time. Just ahead, a review of our new car of the week, the 2021 Mercedes-Benz AMG GLE oh, 53. It's a hot rod. The cruise-in calendar will have uh, also This Week in Auto History and the stories making automotive news headlines. That and more just ahead on today's In Wheel Time Car Show for Saturday, March the 6th, 2021. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeffrey Zekin over there, and Don Armstrong here. Glad you could join us on this Saturday. It's a gorgeous weekend here in Houston, Texas. I am proud to report. It's kind of like our normal winter weather now. It lasts for about a week, and then it'll go back to being hot or something. No, but it's supposed to be. I, I think that our really the big chill is over with, and I think I that the weather is so. going to improve Gosh, steadily. We, we had to cut all the deadfall out of my yard. I mean, and Angie's out of town. I'm so, still working I mean, on mine. All of the all of the bushes and plants. And I was stuff listening that died. to my friend uh, Randy Lemon over at uh, KTRH this morning, and of course everybody's all panicked about their their yard. And all of the death that they see in there, but it's not necessarily dead. Right. So if you just give it a little time, it'll Correct. tell you whether it's no, dead. No, these are all slimy and kind of laying over. <laughs> if it's they, a, they, they are there palm, palm trees? Uh, no, no, no. These were, I think Angie calls them succulents. So they were succulents. Well, they're kind of a, you know, if you crack them open, it's almost like a, a cactus inside. That was actually yeah. my pet. It was name. all. I'm, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not even yeah. going to go there. Yeah. So we'll just leave that at but that. They say Anyhow, you, let's move on. If you cut the on. branch, if it's still green on the inside, then it's still alive. Right. So. Well, I'll tell you somebody that knows all about plants. And his name from Consumer Reports, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Monticello. He's out there gardening as we speak. He's come inside, and he's here to talk to us today about, you ready for this? Destination fees on the window sticker. Now, this was a a story that actually has been kind of growing here in the past, I don't know, six months or so. Because I don't know whether you've been shopping or looked at the window stickers on cars, but that destination fee continues to go up. Remember, for decades, it was at 500 bucks. Across the board, 500 bucks destination fee. No matter where you were going. That's right, 500 bucks. And And, uh, and it was the same whether you were delivered a... Tahoe in Arlington, which is where they build them, or if they delivered that same Tahoe in Honolulu, Hawaii. Correct. That destination fee was the same yeah. across the board. Well, you know, in, in my estimation, I think what's happened, and Mike's going to confirm or deny this, is that I think that the bean counters went, wait a minute. We can make more We money. can make a lot of money by up charging all of these destination fees. What are we doing? Why are we giving this away? And we can still advertise that low, low price. So, Mike, it's great to see you. Uh, thank you for coming in from your gardening chores this morning. We really appreciate it. But uh, let's let's talk about this. A- am I right or am I wrong? Well, first of all, thanks for having me back on the show. Always. And I'm so so glad your your weather is, is uh, better has improved so much down there. And how about um, you how, how, up there, up in the northeast? How are you doing? Yeah, it's in the 20s today, so it's a little chilly. But um, we're still going to go out for a hike in the woods later on, get a little exercise with the dog. And uh, 
But uh, no snow right now. I mean, there's a little bit left on the ground. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know if you guys need me on this show because you guys pretty much have the destination charge thing figured out. As I, am I, is that, I just guessed. I don't know, but that's the no, only thing that I can you, think of. You're really close. It did seem like for years there, there was a pretty standard fee that, that and, you know, and you're like, okay, so I have to pay five or 600 bucks, you know, and eventually it got to around, you know, eight or 900 seemed pretty common, but that didn't seem that outrageous. And, and where the kind of gist of this sort of investigation that we did came from was our senior director of auto testing, Jake Fisher. Uh, he was, uh, you know, we buy all of our own test cars. Yep. And so he just happened to see the window sticker of one of the cars when, um, our secretary was going through some paperwork and he noticed it was nearly $1,500 and he was like taken wow. aback. And he's like, Whoa, when did this happen? And is it common? You know, is this where they're all going? And so after, so he asked our data guys to, and gals to, uh, to crunch the numbers and look over the last 10 years or so and see what has the trajectory been of destination charters. And what he found out was, uh, it, it has been going up. Some automakers have been raising them much more than others. You know, some are keeping it uh, pretty, pretty reasonable. But, you know, uh, Stellantis, which used to be FCA, which, of course, used to be Chrysler, um, is is pretty much the worst offender. But it almost seems like kind of what you said, especially when you ask them what's well, now what exactly is making them go up and they give you these kind of non answers. And it kind of appears as though they said figured out, well, yeah, so. This is a fee that you're told at the dealer is a pass-through charge through the dealer. The dealer doesn't make any money, um, and it's a non-negotiable fee is what most dealers are going to tell you. Hey, there's your little pooch. Um, so, therefore, they figure, So, the dealer's going to talk about our dog? <laughs> yeah. Or your pooch. So, um, <laughs> no, we saw so, his pooch walking around at his place earlier. Yeah. Uh, Oscar's over here somewhere. So, you know, if you figure um, – if you raise, you know, raise this charge by like $100 and you sell 2 million vehicles, that's a ton of money. Yep. And you haven't had to change your base advertised price at all. Not one bit. Right. Because it's not included in the base price. Right. Exactly. It, it, the way that the, the, des- the window sticker works is you've got your base price up at the top and then you've got, you know, they list all the standard features. Then they'll list the options if there are any and then right before the very bottom you know total suggested retail price is this destination charge you know which you know so the numbers are when we looked at the numbers average destination charge among mainstream automakers we're not talking ferrari and you know uh right. lamborghini and people like that and bentley but if you look it was 839 dollars in 2011 and by 2020 it was 1244 that's a 48 percent increase over that decade, 48%, if you factor in inflation, that 839 becomes 965. That's still a 29% increase. So it, it's been raising more than twice the amount of inflation. And speaking specifically, and I don't want to just poke at you know FCA or Stellantis, but Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep between 2011 and 90 percent in their destination charges wow. ram trucks 74 percent fiat 112 percent since 2012 has anybody ever asked what does it how much does it cost to ship let's just say well, uh, 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 uh let's just say a, a jeep wrangler 
since we're on Stellantis from, from here. Toledo. From Toledo, Ohio to Houston, Texas. You know, what I find is kind of interesting is the fact that it's the same charge for the same vehicle across the right. country. It makes no difference whether you're shipping it to you down the, the street the distance, yeah, or, the or if you're shipping it all the way to Hawaii, it's right. the same price. Okay, so they... They just make it a standard fee. They average it all up. Wow. This is what it's going to cost. And they spread it out among all of the cars. And I think it's within that formulation they're allowed to hide. Well, yeah. I think- so, so we asked, we reached out to several automakers, uh, and they most of them, like I said, gave us non-answers. And, you know, they wouldn't tell you exactly what was included. Um, the, the basic premise, you guys are right on again, is that, what they did was years ago, because it was unfair for some dealers who were really close to either the port or the factory, you know, uh, that their destination charge could be a lot less. So what they've done with the destination charge, it's the, like you said, it's the same car for each model throughout the country. And it's basically supposed to be the average of what it costs to ship it from to uh, the closest dealer to the furthest away dealer. So there's no so one dealer doesn't lose out because they're so much further away from the port or the factory. Right. So that's what it's supposed to be. And it's thought to be there's no law, but it's thought to be a, a um, profit neutral fee. Right there. But again, there's no regulations that say what they can and can't charge. The only regulation with this whole Monroney law, Monroney sticker that was years ago, was that the law says um, the manufacturer has to list the destination fee if if they charge one. But the law, but a lot of people take that to mean, oh, well, that the automakers have to charge a destination fee. It says it right in the law. No, that's not what the law says. The law only says if you choose one. I mean, uh, most goods throughout the U.S., are you know you don't pay the cost that it you know of what it costs to get from wherever they're made to the store right you might pay say for furniture you might pay for the furniture to go from the store to your house right but that's different so you know we don't understand why these aren't baked in and uh we definitely don't understand uh why some are going up so much more than others and when we would ask them they would you know we had one manufacturer even says I sent up several questions and, and they basically responded and said, you know, we're going to pass on those destination charge questions that you sent over, meaning we're not going to answer. Okay. It was almost like, did you guys see the movie Fight Club? You know, remember the famous line was the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. It almost it seemed like when we're talking to these automakers, the first rule of destination charges is you, you don't, don't talk about. destination. I have charges. the answer. I think I have the answer. So what we're going to do is we're just going to buy all of our cars through Amazon because they don't charge for shipping. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, well, they sell you know, everything else. The ironic thing is in 2018, I had a friend bought a brand new Corvette, and he went and took a museum delivery. I mean, you could walk, the, you could push the car from Bowling Green to the museum, and they still charged him a destination charge. Wait, and, and they uh, charged him extra for the museum delivery as but well. But doesn't BMW, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't BMW offer you to be able to pick up your car at the BMW factory in Germany, mm-hmm. and that there's no destination fee? You well, picked it so up there. Yeah, that's that European delivery is a little different, but uh, I, I do want to say that you know if you were. In most cases, if you if you pick up a Corvette these days at the factory, you're still going to have to pay the destination charge. Yeah, yeah. right. right. Um, and and of course, the other thing about destination charge, our destination charge is only from U.S. ports and U.S. factories to the dealers. The the whole overseas thing is baked into the price, which again leads to the question: Okay, so why is it not baked into the price 
you know, Here. for everything. Yeah, exactly. even in the because- U.S. I just want to like this is the quote we got from from uh, from uh, FCA or Stellantis when I was trying to understand. Look, look I, I gave him the numbers. These numbers are going up dramatically, and he said. Vehicle pricing is really about the total package and total vehicle price for the consumer and not just one element. Um, MSRP is but one element of the pricing equation, including incentives, options, transportation, et cetera. Well, that's that's a non-answer. I mean, he didn't say anything. And then when I specifically reached out to Fiat Public Relations and I said, look, this is what your Fiat 124 Spider went from. It was like something like 945 or 995 uh, in 2017, when we bought our test model, and by 2019, it was 1495. And I said, "Why did it go up so much? That doesn't make any sense. The car didn't change. Mazda Miata, which is they're built in the same factory, right overseas, charges like 945, and has consistently charged that what 900 some destination charge. And they said, um, so we made a change to we we changed the prices to." Uh, bring them more in line with the rest of the FCA or, or rest of the Stellantis products. So in other words, they didn't say that we were losing a whole bunch of money and we realized we were losing our shirt on this destination charge. They just said, no, we just changed it. So they were in line with the other, with all of our Cause, other brands. Cause everybody, so, everybody else went up. So we're going to go up too. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. I wonder if there's a phone number that you can call with, you know, Southern Pacific or one of the rail line companies <laughs> and say, look, I want to get a price on how, much it would cost to load up a car in Toledo, Ohio, and ship that car via rail to Houston, Texas, the port of Houston. How much would that cost? Well, I know you can well, do I've it got, by truck. I've got two two uh, little tidbits for you guys. Yep. I did call uh, several shipping companies, you know, that would ship via uh, like a tractor trailer, like the ones that you'd see, uh, yeah. you know, going car to hauling. the dealers. And we were quoted... Uh, we were sort of having a little fun with it. We quote, we were quoted $475 for a, uh, it was a, uh, Fiat 500 to go from our test facility in Connecticut to, uh, Chrysler's headquarters in you know, Detroit. <laughs> and it was four, $475 door to door. That was a 700 mile trip. Uh, that included taxes, mileage, tolls, and insurance. Um, and, that uh, that's now that's without any economies of scale. And they told me if I owned multiple cars and was shipping them, that it, that it would be even less than four hundred seventy five dollars. But but these companies are chart are shipping thousands and thousands of vehicles. So their economies of scale should be awesome. And here we are. We could ship a car, you know, not quite halfway across the country, but um, for for way less than what they're charging, which is supposed to be. The average, you know, so I mean, and and you speak about the rail rail, actually, uh, according to the Association of American Railroads, who we reached out to, they they do the bulk of the moving around. I I guess you guys already know that they do the bulk. You know, the tractor trailers mostly just do it at the very end to get them to the individual. Pick it up from the rail. the The bulk of the new cars move around the country via rail. And their website said that uh they can they've gotten so efficient in the way that they package these vehicles that they can ship nearly twice as much freight for approximately the same price as they paid 35 years ago. Now, when I saw that, I immediately reached out to them and said, Hey, I would love to find out what's going, you know, we're seeing these fees go up and you guys are saying on your website that fee, if anything, they can charge, you know, uh, 
let they should really be able to charge less and they aren't and so once they realized we were trying to find out why the automakers uh were they just stopped talking to us don't be talking about our gravy train well, over let here me, let me understand this each manufacturer sets their own destination yeah correct Right. Just want to make sure. You know, and then some of our uh, listeners online have said, you know, does this include, you know, because a lot of these vehicles now get wrapped in plastic to get shipped. Um, I don't know that that would be included in destination fees, but if that not- is, yes, that is part of it. Yeah, you'll you'll see Audis and stuff. Uh, a lot of Audis are fully wrapped, but oh, yeah. but Audi is so even though Audi fully wraps some of these cars or all their cars, they're still one of the lower uh, in terms of they've gone up. Uh, one of the least, I think I, I've got the numbers here. They're one of the ones, one of the automakers that has gone up the least. So even though they're doing what appears to be, you know, one of the better jobs of actually um, taking care of the cars on the way there, they're still, they haven't like jacked them up like some of these other automakers have. And, and Corvettes tend to be fully wrapped as well. And they are only delivered via truck. They don't, Corvette doesn't spend any time on the rail. Oh, so really? Yeah. Okay. So it's really kind of weird. The variance by manufacturer on destination. That's the and, big and, thing. And the yeah, thing why I the find, variance? I find kind of strange because if I'm sitting here and I'm one of the big three or whatever, I'm a car company, and I got bunches of people working with me with computers and things like that, I know where every car is going. I mean, I know that this dealer is going to get this car at some point. I know where it is. I know how many miles it is. I know what it's going to take to get there, or I would like to think I should. I, I, so I don't understand why I can't sit there and say car X is going to go to a certain dealer in Houston. Well, it's going to cost us this much money to put it there, so the destination charge is this. But it's only going to cost us this much to go to Dallas because it's 350 miles closer, so the destination charge is this. You know, it's well, it's per car. Uh, to me, that's that's a no-brainer in the system because of the computers that we we got. I mean, I could do that. But that goes back to what he talked about earlier is the disadvantage that it puts the dealer that's further away from right. the manufacturer. Yeah, but okay, I'm sitting down here and I'm in Houston and I know that I can go to Detroit and pay a little bit less because of less destination charge because it's no. closer. Is it worth it for me to go up there and then drive no, that car all the way home? Of course not. Yeah, that, so I don't you see couldn't that even be do as that. a... You, could, you couldn't go to Detroit and have a car delivered to you from the factory there. No, no, but to a dealer that's in Detroit that's okay, closer. So it's thing. a less... Des- I don't see where that's a valid argument for, for not doing it. And I, and I think that's the point of the article is, you know, this is kind of their... their their hidey hole of a, a gravy train of, of profitability because yeah. they know that their their fee is X whatever X is but they're charging Y but there's no ability to negotiate that that gross profit built into the destination. So, Mike, what is the answer? I mean, what do we do? Do you call the factory and say, Hey, look, we want to complain about your destination fee? Like that's well, going to help. Luck. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. And I got to be honest with you. Um, some of my editors, when we were working on this story, said, okay, so you've uncovered this. What's the answer to the consumer? How, how, you know, we're supposed to write stories that help the consumer. Right. And what I, my feeling is, the first thing is, we have to let people know what's happening, right? right? So if people don't know what's happening or don't, because we, we reached out to some of our members, see our members, and and one of the people responded, you know, because we said, hey, have you guys noticed destination charges going up? And this guy said, 
if you can remember what you paid for a destination charge 10 years ago, you're a lot more, you know, with it than I am. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of these things that if you only buy a car and that's, you know, people, you know, uh, every 10 years. don't buy cars really that often, right? So if, if you buy a car every 10 years, you might not remember how much you paid before. So it's something they can sort of, in a sense, sneak past you. You wouldn't really notice it, yeah. Right, so what we, what we, um, what we did, first of all, is we now list the destination charge on our website, which is consumerports.org or cr.org if you're really hip and cool. Um, and so, and like so, me. So we have, we, on all, every model page, we have the base price range, right? Base price of the lowest car, base price of the highest trim. And then right underneath, it says the destination charge for each model year of the car. So at least now you're seeing it. Because if you go on, on most automaker websites, there, it's going to be via an asterisk, and it's probably going to have the base price, and there's going to be some weird asterisk. You click, put your cursor on the asterisk, and then it's going to say not including destination charge, blah, 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 blah. Still doesn't say what the destination charge is. You have to click uh, through all the way to the summary on the build-in price to find out, oh, my gosh, was a $1,495 destination charge. So the first thing is we wanted to make people aware. Second thing is uh, just by simply writing the story and saying this is what's happening. Second thing is we we now put it on our uh, on our website. The third thing is uh, is that maybe you know people start saying no, I'm not going to pay this. Uh, you know, and and our suggestion there is we actually talked to a dealer in Florida, uh, Earl Stewart Toyota, and he said, look, if you bring up the destination charge, the dealer is just going to say, oh no, we can't negotiate on that because that's a pass through charge, and that's not a lie. That is true. The, the dealer is not making any money on this destination charge. So what he suggested is. Uh, try and, you know, have that destination charge number in your head. So be prepared, do your shopping, do your looking online, make sure you know what the different destination charges are for the different models and brands you're looking at. And then say, let's say it's $1,300. Well, do your best to get at least $1,300 taken out of that negotiated price, you know, and that's, that's at least, so at least you feel, you can feel like you didn't, you know, pay for you something. Pay for that, that part of it. Yeah, and then the dealer will have to turn around and go back to the factory and say, look, I'm getting boned over here because I'm having to give up this destination charge to sell these vehicles. You're going to have to help me out. He's getting uh, – okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk uh, about that a little bit later on. But, uh, Mike, it's always great to talk to you. Well, great article, though. I mean, really insightful to get people to understand what they're paying. Yeah. So Mike Monticello, Consumer Reports, uh, look up the story. Uh, and and I, I like Consumer Reports, and I uh, have always been a big fan. Mike, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much. And I guess more information on the Consumer Reports website. Right. Thank you guys so much. It was always good talking to you guys. I love how much you guys you guys already know about all this stuff. Well, well we well, try. But we learn something new every day. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much again, Mike. Right. Stay Bye, safe up there and talk to you soon. Thanks. Uh, Mike Monticello, Consumer Reports. All right. Uh, time now for the cruise in calendar. And uh, there's always tons of stuff. And the weather's going to be great. And if you want to go to a cruise in, tonight's the night. Well, tonight's the night. And then cruise in is kind of what's um, coming on uh, next week and the week following so um uh mark well excuse me the lone star rod and Custom president show. biden yeah yeah no kidding <laughs> <I'm Lone> star- <laughs> what am i doing here what am i doing what am i doing here? <laughs> the lone star rod and custom show up in austin is april 16th uh april 17th is the camaro car show on kima boardwalk uh, Sunday, April the 18th is the Low Life Annual Car Meet. And the Dr- Low Life. I'm sure low it life, is. Like lowered. 
Oh, lowered cards. I, I see. Not not you and your family. <laughs> Welcome. We weren't not invited. You, not you and George. It's going to say I can relate to that. At uh, the Speed Sports Park up in uh, North Houston, um, the the golf the go kart place that Alec Udell, yeah. uh, his parents own. Uh, and then on uh, uh, May first, Keels and Wheels is back on the schedule, and we're we're understanding that so far it's a go. It's a go, and we're going to be there. That'll be exciting, and yeah. I think we're we're also planning on being at NHRA again. Correct? Yes, we are. That's correct. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. All right, uh, time now for this hour's car review. I had a chance to drive the 2021 Mercedes Benz. Okay, sit down. Are you ready for this? Yep. Might want to take a note here. It's take the it AMG GLE 53 Coupe. 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 Like, now, now, like why why would you call a four door? vehicle of any kind of coupe i don't know but they it's a visual thing when you look at i guess it's got a fastback on it okay available trim levels well this is it this is the only one available uh amg gle 53 coupe uh that is unless you want the bigger motor and then that's the 63 s okay but we're going to talk about the 53 okay it's a mid-size fastback four-door suv even though it's called a coupe okay um, I'm I'm more traditional than that, you know. It's not a coupe. It's it's an SUV, and that's not the coupe, by the way. That's the uh, that's that the, is the SUV. That's, hey, the, it's that's the, the standard SUV. It's yeah. what was issued to me, and I'm just uh, I, I, yeah. We'll shoot Mars. Talk to the background guy. Yeah, that'd boned be again. Mars. Uh, anyway, boned again. Uh, all new for 2001 was this model. That was a good one. You, you thought that that would slip right, right past us, us, but it no, didn't. Never does. Didn't even think about it when yeah. I said Exterior it. features, Slipped sloping roof line limits the bigger hauling capacity in the back. Kind of looks like Porsche-esque. Well, and that's, like a, that's where the coupe phraseology comes for right. it, is the, is the tilted back. It has glass. a huge, big grill with uh, vertical teeth and big Mercedes star in the middle of it. You can't miss it for anything else. Uh, twin dual exhaust tips. Looks like a fastback SUV. This is an interior shot, as you can tell. It's got that big screen. Yeah. Interior highlights include the 12-inch dual-purpose Instrument cluster infotainment screen runs across uh, darn near half the vehicle on the front there. Real wood uh, or carbon fiber accents, depending on what trim level you get. Uh, Quilted leather seating surfaces. Lots of control buttons on the steering wheel, on the lower dash, on the center console, on the doors. Did you count them? I did not. There were too many, and I can't count that high. Cargo (laughs) trunk room, again, limited by height because of that sloping roof. What I liked about it, the overall beautifulness, Mm -hmm. is that a word? Yeah, Uh, it is Of an impressive interior. I love the steering wheel, too. What could use improvement? I Personally, for me, my old rear end, yes, my old self, uh, it's technology overload. Hmm. Where, um, you know... Are you buying a race car or are you buying an SUV? If you're buying a race car, okay, I get it. So you put up the what we call the performance pages in this thing. You got to drill down to get to them, but you know, it's the typical stuff. But this is the AMG. But this, but this yeah, it is, but it's still a luxury SUV. 
I've never seen a luxury SUV racing another luxury SUV. <laughs> and how much horsepower does this thing have? Well, it's got a three-liter inline six-cylinder turbocharged at 429 horsepower. Torque 384 through a nine-speed automatic transmission. This thing will get up and go, baby. Uh, now, the as you can see by the window sticker that I have here, it says not final. And it's listed right across where there would be the miles per gallon on it. So they didn't know, but I do. What was the destination charge? <laughs> well, just a moment, I'll tell you. Uh, I got 21 miles per gallon over 573 miles. Pretty what good. I liked about it, power, baby. Dang, lots of power. Uh, what could use improvement? How about more horsepower? That's what you get when you get the 63 yeah. version. Uh, that's a V8 with 603 horsepower. Twin turbo. Uh, ride and handling. Love that air suspension. Uh, it's operated from the steering wheel, and it, it uh, really makes the vehicle. Of course, you're paying for this. Base trim price on this vehicle is $76,500. Uh, price is tested. $92,735. And they'll sell everyone they build because it says AMG on it. Exactly. Yep. Base model price, $76,500, just like the base trim price. Competitors. Well, I had to kind of drill down to figure out what would be a competitor. How about the Porsche Cayenne Coupe? You okay. mentioned the fact that that's where the word came from. It's not a coupe. It's a four-door. 82420 is the starting price for that. BMW X5, 59.4, and the Maserati Levante starts at $77,500. Now, as far smaller. as the destination charge, here on this uh, BMW, I'm sorry, on the Mercedes-Benz AMG a GLE 53 coupe, destination and delivery, $995. That's not bad at all compared now, you, to what we just talked about. And you it. talked about the BMW having it delivered at the plant, the factory in uh, Germany. Germany. European delivery. You still got to get it to the U.S. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. So there's so, the yeah, you, well, I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. Because you can. I well, guess. Take the bridge. <clears throat> all right. Uh, the Inwheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, and InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, uh, iHeart Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon, and Podcast Addict. Inwheel Time Car Show will continue right after these brief messages. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, March 20th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free, and everyone is invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods, all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off at a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, Tailpipes and Tacos, Saturday, March 20th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy. The In Wheel Time Car Show will be there, too. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise in, March 20th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy, weather permitting. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. 
Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.